Hello and welcome to a very special episode of the Great British Mickey Waffle. I'm Lloyd and I am currently the chair of the Waffler Lindsay Lohan Fan Club. Just one year ago we put on our podcast first visit badge and today we add our very first birthday pin. It's been a roller coaster 12 months as a ragtag band of eight wafflers, all so different that we hope we've brought something fresh to the airwaves. We've laughed together with the occasional snort. We've shared tears together, and thank you so much to you all for coming on this journey with us. When we started out and Sammy thought the Millennium Falcon was a plane, we never imagined we'd have over 3,700 listens, and certainly not all of them by our mums. Yes, things are quite different to when we started, but the magic still lives, and we will climb any mountain, be it Big Thunder, Space or Splash, and swim any Disney sea to bring you a piece of that magic. So join us now as you are cordially invited to our first birthday party. Claire is checking we have enough wine. Ben has sorted the sound levels. Jill is casting her eyes over the party playlist. Sammy is currently scolding Peter for not having chicken nuggets on the menu. John is in his golf gear, as that was the only way he was allowed to come to this Disney party. And Becca is staying very quiet in case we have to vote on anything, so she can stealthily jump in last minute and sway the result. As for me... I'm enjoying my first birthday beer. Maybe we can do something different today. We've never been able to do this before, but as it's our first year anniversary slash birthday party, let's see if we can all say hello in sync. So, everyone, on the count of three. One, two, three. Hello! Hello! Hello. Yep, rubbish as per usual. (laughs) (laughs) We'll never get that right, but I suppose that just uh, is one of the little things that defines us. You'd be disappointed if we did it all at the same time, Lloyd. Exactly. Well, there's another opportunity later on when we've got when we've got the Mickey mentions. There's an opportunity there to say happy birthday, happy anniversary, happy whatever, all together. Nah. If you've not done so, why not check out some of the extra little projects we've released in between our shows recently? You can try your hand at our Disney quizzes on our YouTube channel. You can find us on YouTube at The Great British Mickey Waffle. And our quizzes have so far yielded one victory each for Jill and John. Some of our wafflers have been showing off their pipes with some special singing collaborations with our Disney friends. And here's Ben to let you know where you can find them. You can find our Go The Distance Disney podcast mashup on our Facebook page at GB Mickey Waffle. I'll also include it on the show notes in the podcast section on the dip. Thanks, Ben. Like that instant when it's a small world starts moving again after breaking down and you can see that light at the end of the tunnel and realise there is hope on the horizon. We've seen Shanghai Disneyland start the ball rolling and now others have followed suit. With that in mind, we feel it is the right time to talk about what we miss. We could waffle on for a long time, so I've stipulated just one answer from each waffler and I'll do my best to enforce it. So, gang, thinking about our Disney holidays, what is the one thing you miss the most? Or to frame it in brighter terms, what do you look forward to the most? Thanks, Lloyd. It's it's hard to pick one thing, obviously, but I'm going to go very general with with this and say that the thing that I miss most and that I'm looking forward to the most is just the theme parks. Um, I know we are very Disney heavy here, but I, I do love all the theme parks in Orlando. I love Universal, SeaWorld, Busch Gardens, and... I also just love having that structure uh, and making an itinerary. I'm sure a lot of 
uh, <laughs> my fellow authors will agree we love a plan we love a schedule uh, <laughs> and I love just planning out my days at the theme parks so I think that's definitely what I miss the most what would you say you prefer the theme parks or the planning well not prefer but what what if you had to do one that's that's hard because like are you, are you me, a planner do you like I, do you like order you like I a list do. and you like buying your, your poker pads or these scottish equivalents <laughs> so like basically half of the fun of the holiday for me is planning it like the lead up to that and and you know putting everything together that's all part of the holiday fun but obviously if i had to pick it would be the theme parks because you can't plan and then not go to the theme parks so definitely i'd choose the theme parks over planning I agree. I think we're all missing those those theme parks uh, well and truly at the moment. Claire, what's one <laughs> thing you either miss or will, will say looking forward to the most? Uh, so I'm not going to go quite as generic as Sammy, but uh, it could be applied to any park. So thing for me that I look forward to seeing most when I can finally get back is uh, walking up Main Street. So whether just mooching around, looking at the windows, smelling popcorn, uh, waving, saying hello to the um, cast members, looking at people, taking photos, having fun, smiling together um, and uh, probably darting in and out of some of the shops as well in the Emporium and just enjoying that um, that journey up Main Street towards the castle really slowly, enjoying the, the different things that are going on. Um, dicing you know dodging the the tracks on the ground so you don't break your ankle um and I, that can be applied to any parks whether that be Disneyland Paris or Magic Kingdom or Disneyland or wherever um I think that feeling when you when you first step out into town square and you see the castle and just wander up there slowly that there's nothing like it with the music and yeah that's the bit that I can't wait to do again is that one of your sunglasses on moments you would say I think it will be this time I think so. Yeah, I think, um, you know, certainly at Walt Disney World, where you disembark either the monorail or the ferry and you, you walk through the turnstiles. Now you haven't got the bag check there as well. It's really nice, um, particularly if you've got an early breakfast booking and you just walk out. There's just nobody around. Um, say hi to the cast members. As they, you know, they all do the morning wave and you can just mooch your way up. And yeah, I think it's really special. Take a few photos. Now that that stupid Sorcerer Mickey hat's gone. Do you ever get a nice feeling seeing the Chinese theatre straight ahead of you? No, don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel honest, I might as well be straightforward. No, uh, Hollywood Studios really doesn't do it for me. I get it with Spaceship Earth when I see that and I you know, drive into the car park or you come around the corner on the monorail and you see Spaceship Earth and you walk underneath. That's amazing. Um, but certainly, no. I, I like the Chinese theatre. It's great. but And maybe it'll be different now. Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway's there and... The studios park is not my, not my bag, so I, I never feel that that strongly about it. Uh, I can I can see that for a lot of people that walk up Main Street where you can see the castle right ahead of you. Usually one of the first days of the visit as well. It's just yeah, and I think it's, it's the whole. One, I think it's it? the yeah. I think it's the composite of everything: the smell, the sight, the sound. You know, a nice early morning. I know um, not everybody does early mornings. I love an early morning in the park. Um, where the air is still clear it's not all muggy because it's early in the day um, and you see people and you see the excitement on people's faces particularly if they've got like first visit badges on you just look around and you know sheer joy and excitement of being there um, I think for me is is really special oh great 
Thanks, Claire. Um, John, up to you. Do you know, I knew you'd come to me next after that. <laughs> That's a really difficult one to beat, Claire. And I've got to say, in a year that actually we weren't meant to be going, I'm missing the planning, just like Sammy, but I'm missing this, the planning part of it. You know, even from last September, when none of this was actually happening with lockdown, etc., I've missed searching for flights. I've missed searching for that bargainous car hire. I've missed that whole trying to put a holiday together. But what's happened in the past couple of months has actually really sort of changed my mind because actually I'm I'm a bit like you, Claire. I really, I'm in that mindset now. I'm yearning to go back. I'm yearning to just walk up Main Street and for just everything it's it, like you said it's the smells the music it's everything um and I, I wouldn't even say it was just magic kingdom i'd love to be back in epcot um and i i don't know with, without any plans to be in a disney park anytime soon i'm really missing it and uh, i've got to say yeah i'm i'm finding it tough going writing about last year simply because it's it's a really sort of difficult one looking through all the old photographs and then sort of then going on a different track about looking at previous holidays. And it's, you know, yeah, I've got a bit of time to do that at the moment, but it doesn't help Lloyd, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. You mentioned there, John, the the, um, the smells and the sounds as, as you walk into some, somewhere like Main Street. And I was, I was giving this some thought sort of the past couple of days and, I couldn't put my finger on one particular smell. It's kind of like a symphony of smells in the parks, isn't it, really? I was trying to just isolate one, which it means that I'm in Main Street or it means that I'm actually in a part of the park. <laughs> and for me, it was a mixture, really. Yeah, that's a lovely description of it, though. It is a symphony of smells. And I think it changes as you walk up the street as well. Yeah. So you start with popcorn and then you get the sweetness from the bakery and then you get the coffee and then you get the rancid smell from Casey's. <laughs> you get you get the whole lot as you walk up and that journey you get yeah it's incredible but even as you even before you go through even before you you, so you come through the tap styles with your magic band and because the the flowers that are within that flower bed underneath the station the smell from that and and like mm-hmm. you said Claire, first thing in the morning because there's that little bit of dampness in the air the, the yeah. smell of the flowers throughout magic kingdom and throughout the other parks is absolutely incredible and it it just happens to be a little bit of a little bit of hidden magic in a way that you if you'd never thought about it you would never actually go and do it but once you get to the hub within Magic Kingdom the smell of of the trees and the blossom from the trees it is quite magical and it's one of those things that you you could just sit all day and just I'd love to do that today that would be really good just sit and do absolutely nothing in a theme park and just actually yeah just soak it yeah. up and soak up that some of those some of those loops that are available um from each of the theme parks that that are on from from disney parks and you you just sit and you listen to them and you just think yeah the musical loops the smell and then and then you'd probably have you know you'd have the ability to laugh at people as they're walking past you and you know, regiment, regimented as they are with, uh, we need to get the Space Mountain, and we're not going, we're not going to absorb anything that's on the way. Let's ignore, <laughs> let's ignore the bakery, let's ignore the popcorn, let's ignore everything else. Let's get a Space Mountain because that's our first fast pass today, and let's go and do that. I don't know if you've seen the, um, I think it was tweets that some of the security guards uh, were putting out from the Disney parks. 
recently so they've actually got to experience that they've got to do their rounds but imagine yeah. they've been able to sort of sit there and just take it all in they won't have the loops per se but they've got the they've, they've got the structures in front of them mm. and all that amazing yeah. artwork and, and building yeah. and I think one of the other things, Lloyd, which I think is really quite superb, and I, I really do take my hat off to security, is they've actually done the flag ceremony, and they've actually the flag has gone up in Magic Kingdom every single day, and they've actually at five o'clock there's been flag drop, and yeah, without the proper ceremony and all that, but they've ensured that the the flag has actually been maintained within within the park, and I think that's a really lovely testament to the to the to their jobs as well because I, I pretty much imagine you know when you're doing security at magic kingdom and there's nobody there they've uh they've probably found it tough going yeah it shows they've got a pride in not in their country but in their job which is is nice it shows that all sorts of spans of the disney framework people take pride in what they're doing yeah it certainly does nice. um becca everything i just miss everything i can't give you a single one the sights the sounds the smells the rides the shows that feeling when you walk down main street and see the castle for the first time of the trip and the 10th time of the trip and that feeling when you say goodbye as well and know that you're probably going to be coming back and hoping that you're going to be coming back but you don't quite know when because it's a bittersweet feeling but it's still quite a nice feeling because it means you've had a great time (laughs) Becca, I said one. I said one. <laughs> you can't have everything. Sam, I was very strict with Sammy. I so one. If I have so, to pick one so, tiny little thing, then those quiet moments in between all the running rounds you do when you find a nice little spot and you just sit for a minute, whether that's in the parks or outside the parks. Lovely. That's like a little theme running now. Yeah, it's something that we don't really talk about a lot, but just taking those little moments seems to be close to people's hearts. Thanks, Becca. Um, Peter, over to you. I've been thinking about this, and I knew that people would go quite general. Uh, so I went specific. Um, I, w- I really like Fantasia Gardens at Disneyland Paris. None of the other Disney parks have the same entrance. Um, for those of you who haven't been, Fantasia Gardens is the gardens in front of the Disneyland Hotel, which is in which is the entrance to Disneyland Park. And it's beautifully laid out with uh, a small lake. I don't want to call it a pond because it's a bit more than a pond, <laughs> but not quite a big lake. Water fountains and topiaries of different shapes of characters from Fantasia. And it just sets you up really well for that, for the park. You just go through it and and you get a you're overcome by the magic immediately. And much as I love the Orlando parks, the entrances and the places where people gather, the they can be a bit boring. But that is just a beautiful area to wait in. It, it is there is a theme here. It's 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 these elements that add that sort of moments of solace before the excitement. Yeah. That's yeah. That. Thanks, Peter. Ben, over to you. I'm going to go with the results. I think, as we've said, it's about those quiet moments. It's, I think, one of the most memorable moments of a recent trip was first morning, we ended up waking up like four o'clock because of jet lag, as you do. 
but we were staying at Boardwalk and it was the walk round to um, Beach Club and just sitting on the beach for half an hour before anyone else is up and just seeing the sunrise and just taking it all in. It's just the sights, the sounds, the smells. It's just all the resorts are so beautiful at Disney. Whether whatever park you look at, then around the world, all of the resorts seem to have such an extra special detail. And it's just something magical about just being there and just soaking it all in. Yeah, that's... Do you know what? This is really, really interesting because I thought I was going to get Tara Terra off one person and Wishes off another and, and Nemo off John. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> every, you know, everything's more about the little details and just the taking taking a moment to smell the proverbial flowers. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's nice to hear, really. Um, and the results are all fantastic. I'm surprised as, as much as you are, Lloyd, because I, I think I think in a lot of cases people would turn around and say that is what you actually miss. But is that is that it is that true detail? And I think it is the truth. It's the one thing that a lot of people that I think I know on our our last the last show that we did, um, and we spoke to Jason, and we we spoke a little bit about this. But actually, there's a lot of people my family included, who go to Disney, or went they went to Disney, and they did Disney in a day and a half, and they've never they've never been back. And they've missed all of this. They've missed all of this real detailed... Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's difficult to describe, isn't it? And it's, it's all those things that are put there, probably very deliberately, that we would just walk past. If you, if you didn't have that sort of that understanding of just taking it, taking things a little bit slower, but actually trying to even looking, even looking for hidden Mickey's. There was that. There's those fourth le- four levels of detail that Walt always wanted, wasn't it? Yeah. So that if you do walk up to something and do take a little moment and go right up close to it, well, do you know what? That door knocker does actually knock, or that handle does turn, or mm-hmm. do you know what? I've just lifted the mat and there's a key under there. Yeah. yeah. It's that that whole ethos, which even after Walt's time is still yeah. being exemplified by people it will put into everything we see in these parks and the resorts as, as ben was saying as well you know you you can go up you can look you can touch you can feel exactly what they were trying to trying to yeah. get across i think i noticed about disneyland paris the first time we went the square trees in front of the castle and if you watch sleeping beauty you will see those square trees yeah they're straight from mary blair yeah 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 and i i it really impressed me i thought somebody would bother to make a tree square Mm-hmm. I have to admit, I, first time I went to Disneyland Paris, I thought they were just to house projectors in for the show on the castle. Right. <laughs> Whether they are or not, I don't know. But no, no, I don't think they are. I, I, I can tell you a story about the square trees. When, <laughs> sorry, this is a bit off at a tangent. When I was at school, uh, in trying to work out, I think I was probably in year 11 or year 12, we had uh, part of our grammar school decided we would do these four-month modules in different things and uh, I went to an all-girls school and we didn't have woodwork or metalwork or anything like that but we did have a few months of uh, woodwork and I made a picture frame that I still have in the shape of the Disneyland Paris Paris Castle so I used a a jig and I cut it out diligently and laid it on top of each other so it was 3D and made the, the cutout for a photo which I put a photo of the Disneyland Paris Castle in it just to be a little bit arrogant about it and I was told that the trees were wrong 
And I said, no, they're not. Look, they're square. <laughs> um, but it took me hours and weeks to make this thing. Yeah. I've, still, I've still got it somewhere. I but. think we need that on the show notes, Claire. Oh, I have to see if I can find it. Yeah. I don't know where it is, but it is somewhere in the house. I think it might be in one of the one of the cut boxes in the garage. <laughs> um, but I remember making it and painting it and diligently making, you know, putting it together. And yeah, I was super proud. Cool. You know what Lloyd, what Lloyd and <clears throat> John were saying? Like, I know how you were saying that you thought it was all going to be like rides that we miss and shows that yeah. we miss and stuff. Yeah. I think that what we truly miss when we're not there is just existing there and just knowing that we are there and you know just if that makes sense like it's not the rides that we miss and it's not this it's not that it's just the actual being there yeah that that we miss that's a great call that sammy and uh you know yeah. it's not it's not called well I, i've taken to just call it it's, it is my happy place mm-hmm. and I, I know it's a hell of a lot of other people's happy place and it is the happiest place on earth yeah but it's just that knowledge of it's even like even when you got off the plane, isn't it? You know, you get off yeah. the plane, it's just that sort of smell that in, sort of ensconces you, and you're just like, yeah, bring it on. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think everyone here, it's it's probably everyone's here's happy place. You know, like mm-hmm. it's somewhere where you can be and just be without having to think and without having to, you know, do you know? You guys know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I do. I, I do. And the other thing as well, Sammy, I think you've hit upon a really important thing, I, and this could be missed in in all of our chat tonight. And and I would really love people to acknowledge this: is that there are so many talented people employed by Disney in all of those shows, irrespective of whatever show they are, who currently are not at work. And my heart goes out to them. My heart really feels for them because. Who knows how many Nemo shows or Lion King shows per day there will be, how many parades, what parades will look like in the future. Mm. And I, I really I, I really feel for them because they are so talented. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Well, Sammy's got a second bite of the cherry there, uh, where she was only supposed to have one. Uh, so we'll go, we'll go to Jill for her one thing that she misses. Thanks, oh, Jill. This is a tough one. Um, I'm not going to go for a ride either. Surprise, ride wimp. Um, but and yeah, I could have gone Main Street. I get very soppy about Main Street, but I'll do something that's a slight tangent to that, and that is the trolley show at Magic Kingdom. Um, I absolutely love musicals, and frankly, when people inches from your face start suddenly breaking out into a song and dance routine in the middle of the street, it's as close as I'm going to get to actually living in a musical. And uh, the first time we saw it happen, I wasn't expecting it. We were literally walking out of the Emporium and we saw these people walking arm in arm out of the shop. And then we heard music and we thought, oh, what's, what's happening? And suddenly we heard clang, clang, clang went the trolley. We thought, oh, and we looked up and bang, there it was. We had the song and dance routine happening right in front of us. And I thought, can I live here, please? These people are my spirit animals. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, the trolley show. Do you, do, you, do you still miss it in general or are you missing that first time experience of it? Oh, I'm missing it in general. The, the last time we went, we saw saw it again and we saw the Christmas version. Yeah, it was the Christmas version. Yeah. yeah, and it just gets me every time. It's just such a fun thing. And, yeah, it just makes you feel that is it. I'm living in the middle of a musical. Bring it on. <laughs> yeah, I agree That's with you. That's what you like to do as well, wouldn't you, Jill? You like to live in the middle of a musical. Well, 
I, well, I do, actually. I mean, we, we do just break in your heart dance routine all the time here, so, you know. Mine is kind of a little bit more specific, uh, again, and um, John just sort of took a little bit of it before where that, that moment where you get off the plane, If this is for Orlando specifically, really, you get out the air conditioning of um, either Samford or, or Orlando International and that pure wall of humidity slaps you in the face and tells you, yes, you're on holiday. I do love that, but a little sort of twist on that is the first morning. So you've got there, you've done whatever that first evening, you've done a little bit of unpacking. If you've got the energy or you've not got people who want to go to sleep, you go and do something, but then you go to bed, you wake up at stupid o'clock, you try and eke out a little bit more sleep and it's not happening. So in the end, you get up and you go outside your room, out with the room air conditioning about five in the morning to that humidity again. It's still dark. The sun's slowly coming up. You can see all the lights of your resort. And if you're in a Disney resort, it's going to look extra special all lit up as well saying that universal ones as well last time i felt that was cabana bay and you could see all the building names all lit up you've got animal noises crickets and it's just that those few moments again it's back to these little moments few moments where you get to just take a few seconds appreciate it and think about i've got the whole holiday ahead of me i'm here this is it and it's sort of a, a moment of solace mixed in with that sort of excitement welling up inside you and that's that's one of the big things i i look forward to i will say for the next time we go so does that i think that counts too as well so you were dissing me five minutes ago well what was me to do you said mco and then first morning no, that was i was just t- i was harping back to john's right. little comment about that so i was embellishing john's second one and yeah then i went sure. into my only one i'm All sure right. john's sec- so john had a second one as well John and I shared, uh, so we had one and a half. I mean, just make excuses now. If I'm getting dissed, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put you on blast. Like, you I'm basically, you didn't have just, you didn't have just two, Sammy. You basically went, oh, do you know what? Everything. So you had like fifty quadrillion things in there. Do you know what? Every, part, every smell, every taste. <laughs> Literally all things. Yeah. And the nuggets. Yeah, I missed the nuggets. There, there. That's my final answer. I missed the nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> so now about ex- extending on my one about the resorts i'll take it if we all visited a dvc resort yeah. yeah 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 it's just as soon as you go in and the cast member just says welcome home okay. yeah and you just got it above like every resort yeah. you see that walking in yeah i don't know when we walk through if we get there in august i'm just gonna burst into tears at that moment just yeah. i'm gonna burst home. into tears when we get on the plane I think they say that they've said that to me at values as well yeah I think it's more commonly known for um, DVC members where they originally started the um, home bit because a lot of home resorts and things but yeah they they say it's the game when you drive in yeah it's just hearing that it just you you know you're home yeah they said they said in the gate Claire though after they've checked your ID and if you don't check out on the list, then I don't think they say welcome home. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favourite moments of the last trip was at Portofino Bay. We sat in the bay at the hotel with the water lapping, eating pizza, just sat at a table outside. And it was just that moment of quiet and peace, mm. knowing that we had lots to go to. But just that moment was golden just that little moment and it was fantastic yeah 
Thanks, everybody, for sharing those things that you miss. Now, we have sadly come to the end of our Carousel of Questions feature, with John being the last waffler to take us through his split decision choices. Take it away, John, with your Carousel of Questions. Favourite park? It was Epcot. It's now Animal Kingdom until they fix Epcot again. Ride that you hate? The Mad Hatter's teacups. Most overrated snack? Turkey leg. Favourite transportation mode in Walt Disney World? Got to be the monorail. Favourite table service restaurant? Sanaa. Resort you haven't stayed at but want to more than anything else on earth? Has to be the Grand Floridian. Favourite car park? Animal Kingdom, simply because you can walk into the park. Typhoon, Blizzard or Volcano Bay? Blizzard Beach for Summit Plummet. Galaxy's Edge or Diagon Alley? Diagon Alley. Early morning or late night park visit? Early morning. Keep the magic or backstage detail? It's got to be Keep the Magic. Favourite other podcast or vlogger about Disney? Resort TV one. On-site or off-site? I've got to go for both. As intellectual properties change, we've seen many exciting things shelter under the Disney umbrella, Marvel and Star Wars being two huge ones. These new acquisitions give Disney some amazing scope for park and hotel themes some being new additions and others a refresh or overlay to a beloved thing that's already there. One elephant in the room is Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout, as it has pretty much body-snatched the Tower of Terror attraction over in Anaheim. Some love this new theming to what, in essence, is the same ride. So it got me thinking, which rides or ride technologies would suit a new theme? I've come up with a few interesting ones, and I'm excited to hear what the wafflers have imagined themselves. Right, I have real trouble with this because there's lots and lots and lots and lots you can do. Um, tell you what, can you come back to me? Start with somebody else. <laughs> Seriously, start with somebody else. I thought you had lots and lots and lots and lots. Yeah, too no many problem. ideas. Too many ideas to, to, to pull down. Someone, someone give me a thumb. Me. Someone give me a thumbs up if they've already like cultivated something. Right, we'll, we'll go to Claire first. Great. Uh, so I, I have to say, I've put a bit of thought into this and I had a chat with a fam earlier on and see, we'll see what they thought. But I am going to uh, mash up one of my favourite rides, which is the Buzz Lightyear uh, Space Ranger Spin or Buzz Lightyear Light Laser Blast, depending on which park you're in. And I want to retheme that to the final battle in Avengers Endgame because I think it lends itself to a, a massive shoot up. You can, you know, you could, uh, each of the ride vehicles could be themed to a different part of the, the Avengers team. Um, and yeah, you can do battle with Thanos and score points depending on uh, how you get on. Would you need to revamp it a lot to include sort of uh, 3D projection technology or would you keep it with the sort of cardboardy layered <laughs> It's just painted with different evil Marvel characters. Uh, I, th- I think you could retheme it with some uh, some of each. So use some of the 3D technology they've got in things like uh, Toy Story Mania. Yeah. 
um so yeah and and have things swooping down and yeah i think it'd be great all i can see is like a cardboard cutout of thanos i know <laughs> i know now, now lloyd said that, that you know you get 100 points if you shoot his chin what's that about yeah. you know it's <laughs> i'm gonna make that right now like. you've completely dissed my idea lloyd by suggesting cardboard cutouts <laughs> <laughs> that's actually a really good idea i think it's it just brings in idea you know it's it's modern it's forward thinking it stands you know the test of uh bringing a different ip into that environment and it gets you to be part of the journey so whether you're a, a girl a boy a man woman whoever there is a character that would fit for you you know i quite fancy being rocket or you know, <laughs> valkyrie and uh having a go so i think that would be quite good fun there's lots of marvel can i be tom I thought I thought you might say that. Thanks. <laughs> I, I, I like that, Claire. I think if, if you imagine sort of the the Toy Story uh, Mania ride as well. So for each battle scene in this, you could go into a new room where it's got some real objects in there yeah. and it's got the 3D projection technology as well. And then you do a little battle there and then you go through to the new room. So it's almost taking a little bit of the um, the universal technology like Spider-Man and things and Transformers where you... Yeah. You go in scene to scene, and in each scene, you're in part of a battle, and yeah. maybe so one of those as well. Yeah, so one of those areas, you could be shrunk down to the size of, you know, Ant Man when he shrunk down, and everything's massive. Um, I think it would be really cool. I like that. Would there be points involved? Yeah, so it's like... for Claire's family, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. That's the important bit. You know, who's going to be Thor having the big hammer? Yeah, I like, I like that a lot, Claire. Great. Uh, thanks for that. Um, that's a great one to get us started. Jill, I think you've got something yeah. interesting for us. I've, I've got one. Um, most parks have some sort of Dumbo-type ride, and to be honest, most of them are pretty dull, apart from your actual Dumbo. Um, I've always thought that the Disneyland Paris um, Studios, Walt Disney Studios version, which is an Aladdin's Carpets one, is spectacularly out of place it's plonked down in the middle of what is now mostly the pixar area and the point is that the genie is a film director and you're in his film or something and it's it's just why is it there it's even got a fast pass i've never seen a queue for it and i think you could do so much more with your basic dumbo type ride so what i would like to do is a big hero six overlay and basically you ride on Baymax in his armor I would absolutely love to see that I mean it could be a simple ride you could have all sorts of effects happening and voices and maybe you know sort of enable you to push buttons and pull levers and make sort of things happen and them to say things but basically just the idea of riding on the back of Baymax would be fun yeah that sounds quite fun I, I think that idea. the idea of that it really sort of it would modernise the whole sort of part of a, that ride, wouldn't it? Mm. Yeah, Big Hero 6 takes a back seat a lot and it kind of just pales yeah. into insignificance a little bit against other features and attractions and properties. So it'd be nice for it to get a little bit more notoriety and, and presence yeah. in the parks, really. There's a big yeah, like float in um, Tokyo in the parade. 
And it always sticks out to me because I've never seen a Baymax float or, or Big Hero 6 float in any other parade. Yeah, they're really interesting characters as well, aren't they? And, you know, mm. one could even breathe fire, if my memory serves me correctly. And, it, you know, it does lend itself well to a float. Oh, great. Love that, Jill. Um, right. Who's next? Let's go to I'm looking at faces to see who looks like they've got got something and who looks still perplexed at what they could potentially put together. All right. I'll go for Sammy. Sammy always looks perplexed. <laughs> What you just wait till my episode next month, I'm telling you. Um, so we all this is a very easy, obvious one, but like, and I don't know why it hasn't been done yet. That horrible, stinking Tomorrowland Speedway should be cars themed. I mean, isn't that just the most obvious thing? Like, the Speedway isn't themed to anything, it's just cars. So why don't they overlay it with Cars characters? Yeah, the, there's, the, there's the nostalgic element to it. That's kept it that way for, for so long. But if, if you're going to go to make it Cars characters, could you not just bring in the um, Radiator Springs ride? The Cars ride where it's a bit like Test Track. The space isn't big enough. There's got to be space behind Tron, though. If, they kind of, if, if you go through a tunnel and then you can kind of maybe go under and up somewhere else or around, it's got to be loads of room. And also, like, we have Test Track and Epcot, which is basically very similar to Radiator Springs, and I don't want Test Track to be rethemed. <laughs> so, um, and I just hate the look of the Tomorrowland Speedway. I just I just hate it, and I hate how it smells, too. So if they can get rid of that, I'd be happy with that, too. Do you like, do you like how it sounds? Um, no. You didn't get <laughs> that in the quiz, it. either, did you? Just demolish it, like... <laughs> like I just it with electric cars. I what think just if they yeah. replace just with electric cars, then you get rid of the smell and the noise. Yeah, exactly. Theme it to cars. Perfect. That's a beautiful, magical kid ride. Or um, dig it a bit deeper, fill it with water, and we can get some submarines in there. Let's have uh, 20,000 leagues. <laughs> that would be quite cool. And theme it to find a new. There's a thought, Lloyd. Yeah. <laughs> the future <laughs> is in the past. Yeah. <laughs> it's only a matter of time before they remake it. Yeah, it's yeah. true. But, but uh, I like that sad That's an easy one as well. That's basically yeah. all they could do is they just take all the cars off for a, you know one at a time, redo it, and stick it back on, and then radiator themes, cardboard mountain, well, not cardboard, but you know like backdrop. <laughs> exactly. Brilliant. Why do we you and cardboard today, Lloyd? <laughs> <laughs> MDF, MDF, be uh, better. Are you, are you sponsored? Is this podcast today sponsored by Cardboard? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's all part of the Disney cutbacks that we're, we're going to see the next year. Got to save that. Yeah. You know, don't, get it, don't get it wet or too close to an aching flame. <laughs> other, other than that, we're golden. Yeah. Um, right, I'm going to go to Ben next. So it's a combination of using Haunted Mansion style tower of terror which might add that sort of slightly comical effect because i know i'm not a fan of the sort of twilight zone sort of theming just wondering if you followed it in um you got into the doom buggy it'd feel like you'd in like a smaller sort of thing and then you have to drop at the end of the ride no <laughs> See, you know, i'll actually replace it with them guardians but I, I like the look of the guardians one no. twilight zone doesn't really appeal to twilight. me so Twilight Tower of Terror is so unique. Like yeah. I watched a 20-minute video the other day of how it's like 
how it works and stuff and it was so interesting yeah. I like just, like, how it works I just don't like the female well you don't like the drop either though Ben do you, do you? never been on never been no, on it that's what I mean. you're not allowed to have an opinion if you've not been on it you need to ride it ride it and then you'll love it okay I'll go to California and ride the proper one of Guardians to be honest I, I, I hope that Disneyland Paris replaced Guardians goes there I don't think it has to it's the same shape of the building it looks like it should do and it's going to be right they've just spent some money on it though haven't they replacing the um, expanding the effects and the oh yeah but you know what they're not that different i went on all three different versions uh, and and they're they're only marginally different there's nothing significant and the drop sequences are always random um so i i don't i don't as good as they were for halloween i don't think that would stop them and i I agree ben i think it has to happen because when they open the marvel um campus right there it would be silly not to it would yeah. be. Yeah, Disneyland Paris, I totally, I'm totally fine with that. As long as and, I don't touch them at Hollywood Studios. And it's, it's a cheap way of doing it as well. It's totally cheaper but just copying from California. Yeah. Uh, cars themed, and it was for um, where you've got Toy Story Mania and you've got Pixar all sort of down that side of Hollywood Studios. If you had Rock and Roller Coaster, but had it as a Cars theme. Mm. So you'd see characters um, as you go by, just sort of, it would need a complete sort of redo inside of like projections and things to make it feel like you'll um like on route 66 but i think it'd be quite a interesting way because i know they've got the cars sort of show further up yeah no that's pretty interesting although if like correct me if i'm wrong but cars to me seems like a very it's very aimed at children i don't really know how many many adults or like us who that's one of their like favorite movies or like they talk about it all the time and as it's like a very like themed and thrilled roller coaster because i think i think your idea ben would work absolutely superbly because we're now at a stage where aerosmith are actually a sad sort of um, let me see. I'm trying to think of the best way of describing this. <laughs> a sh- they're a shadow, of their, a shadow of their former selves. Yes, that's the that's the polite. If, if anyone of, from Aerosmith is listening, you know, yeah. we still love you guys. Yeah. We still love you, Steve Tyler. Yeah. Yes. But they're actually their day their day's gone, and actually the the licensing part of rock and roller, I'm I'm thinking, is probably due for renegotiation. And actually, I read something online in the past week which surprised me because I didn't realise that U2 had been approached be prior to the uh, the ride being built as to their music being used and they refused to do it and Aerosmith stepped in at the last minute. Not sure how true it was because I did read it online, but it was from a it was actually from a, a U2 source rather than uh, a Disney one. I thought that was quite an in- that would have been quite an interesting one because. There's obviously a lot more U2 music being made in the past 20 years than there has uh, Aerosmith. So, Paris, it's, it's going to be Iron Man. Yeah. It is, it is. But, Ben, I've got a better idea. Rather than Cars, maybe they should retheme it to Herbie. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so, Lindsay Lohan can do the yeah. grand. Herbie uh, Gray, jumping a, you know, VW Beetle and. That splits in half. <laughs> <laughs> Lloyd will be front of the queue. 
Out of the front, a big, big cardboard cutout of Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> June 2020. This is sponsored by the Cardboard Corporation. <laughs> well, the one that I finally came up with has kind of been done now. Oh. <laughs> it was to convert Rock and Roller to um, Big Hero 6 with the cars oh. shaped like Baymax. And you could twist and turn like, yeah. like Hero does around San Francisco. But oh. also, it's well. It might be possible to have some of the mini bots projecting the mini bots or something arching over you and mm. coming up in front of you. And because the mini bots are a great idea when they all get together and they all make things. Yeah. I think so. So that's kind of gone now. But yeah, that would have been my idea. <laughs> I think I think you're right, Peter. I think Rock and Roller Coaster has so many potential options when yeah. it does eventually get rethemed. You know, do you go for a, a racetrack in Zootopia? What well, you know, there's so many different things you could theme it to. Um, if you just gutted it and had the the bear track and went, what do we do? I don't know. I think I think Baymax is a great idea. I think Ben's Herbie slash cars <laughs> how how about the death star run in an x-wing or millennium yeah. falcon type oh, thing oh yeah now we're talking cool. and then you fire two proton torpedoes right at the end big boom done claire and sam you're not impressed right. if anyone from the disney corporation is listening to this show right now we're staking a claim on all of these ideas <laughs> Because right. they're using cardboard in every single yeah. setting. Yeah, so and re-theming everything, re-theme everything to cars. And, uh, and Lindsay Lohan, apparently. Yeah. yeah. I didn't even say that. Someone else said that. Yeah. One ride that the Disney parks don't have is a Cobra-type ride. If you know Cobra at... Um, is it Chessington? Chessington. Yeah. Where you have, oh, like, you're sitting ride. on a, a spinning disc that kind of goes... Up, up and, and down. Yeah. And, yeah. Or um, Last Airbender in Blackpool. <laughs> so lots, lots of the parks have that kind of ride, and none of the Disney parks, as far as I'm aware, do. The um, closest thing is um, in Disneyland Paris, isn't it? It's the RC Racer. RC Racer, yeah. Yeah. But I love watching the movement where it, it spins so that there's a disc sort of coming down towards you, and as well as the movement of it going down and back up it also spins while it's moving so you've got this kind of two things to watch um and i've always thought cap shield mm. yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah do something where you're, you're sat on cap's shield and it's spinning towards something oh you could retheme crushes coaster mm. retheme crushes coaster in disneyland paris so you're in cap shield and yeah. going through various bits in cap you know Captain America. They That'd be cool. On, like, how he finished in like um, in Avengers. Mm. All bits through time that he went through. <gasps> Brilliant. Write so it down. Every time, every time he went, write that idea. Infinity Stone. And get one of the van serving shawarma at the end. Oh, Ben, that's it. You're going back to get each stone <laughs> oh, on Cap cool. Shield, and it would fit in with the theming of uh, Disney Studios. Mm. You yeah. can have that one on us, Mr. Chapek. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Becca, you you're quiet if you're um, ready to vote. 
Well, I was going to go with um, the roller coaster. I had a couple of different ideas we could change it to. Um, one was Monsters, Inc., the chase scene with the doors on... I can't think what to call it. And the other one was to retheme is Captain Marvel. Ooh. Mm. A little bit different to Iron Man, but she still does the flying, the swirls, the upside downy bits and bobs. <laughs> this is the technical bug right here. My other idea, not rock and roller folk coast um, themed, is probably going to get me lots and lots of hate. Um, changing three caballeros to Coco. It's yep. got to be done. Yeah. Yeah. It has to be done. Yeah. It has to be done. Yeah, yeah I think I that's that. a good idea. There's actually there's a lovely bit halfway through the ride though. A, a, there's a bridge scene where mm-hmm. the, the, the res is now characters from um, Coco within within yeah. the ride, and mm-hmm. the ride itself actually would lend itself amazingly to that whole yeah. thing. It's yeah. about yeah. Ellis Mortis anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And and you know what? I think it would be a relatively cheap thing to do, bearing mm-hmm. in mind that you know there's not going to be a lot of spare cash floating about in the near future. Um, actually, that would be quite straightforward, quite cheap. Uh, wouldn't take a lot of effort, or you certainly wouldn't need to change any of the ride. It's literally just the dressing on the side mm-hmm. um, and some music. I think but it'd be a, really quick. A massive, a massive refresh though for the yeah. Mexican yeah. Pavilion, though, wouldn't it? Yeah. You know, it's now that's a really, that's a really good call. I'm assuming that has been on the table somewhere already. They must have. Must be. I think oh, there's a lot of like, games sort of use that could be used in Epcot because I know um, like um, Inside Out, like replacing Figment has no, sort of been no. the Shut option for a while. Uh, <laughs> hush yourself. Maybe we could incorporate Figment into Inside Out. Yeah. Yes, I, I still think we should have Figment as sort of main part of Epcot. You go into Spaceship Earth and he's the narrator and you see him going all throughout every scene. <laughs> Oh, I quite like the idea of putting a if they're going to put a ride into every pavilion to theme it to something from that country. So China, you'd have Mulan. For Morocco, you'd have a lad an Aladdin themed ride. Mary Poppins yeah. in the UK. Yeah. I think there's a lot of scope, but, but I know a lot of people yeah. don't want too many ips in epcot i did have one more idea and that is something that people may hate me for but basically ditch phantasmic and make it into a marvel show you could have so many effects on that island it it would work beautifully as a marvel show you could have people flying over it that's been greeted with silence. <laughs> I, I, th- I think the Phantasmic is, Phantasmic is a crescendo of a Disney day, isn't it? And it's yeah. about the sort of magic and all the pomp and circumstance of Disney. So Marvel would make an epic show, but I just don't know if it's suited to that nighttime wrapping up the day, maybe even wrapping up the holiday extravaganza. It's sure, in, the, in Paris. It's, it's in studios, do, though. I, I think they yeah. could do that in Paris. Yeah, and I mean, once like yeah. the building work has happened, they'll have the lake. Mm. Well, they're talking about Frozen for that, aren't they? Mm. Yeah, I think as well. Yeah, we mentioned it in the we mentioned it in the May show as well. Um, 
just basically about Fantasmic and about actually that whole theatre area possibly being used of, um, as basically sort of the um, the light, just basically the light show from California coming in there without basically without any cast members so that it saves Disney some money. Um, but again, it, you know, I, I'm, I'm with you, Lloyd. I, I love Fantasmic. I really do. Uh, my eldest, my eldest son would actually probably stay at home if Fantasmic wasn't, <laughs> wasn't on the cards. He, he's he has, funny. He adores it. it. It's it is something quite quintessentially Disney because it's it is quite an evil show to watch. You know, it still it still scares younger children, and and everybody knows that Mickey wins in the end. It was the first nighttime show we saw. Yeah. For anything else and. I don't ever want it to go. Yeah. That's me sacked from this program. Then. <laughs> <laughs> I told Peter, because actually, I, do you know something? I actually think that they will do something with it because it's so it's so heavy with cast members yeah. that I I really do feel that it it will be one of those shows that they could actually go and do something to reduce cost. You yeah, know, especially in the current time right. as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, Sorcerer Mickey is my favourite character. Fantasia is my favourite film. So, you know, I don't want to lose that aspect, but it could really do with a refresh. And looking at the Tokyo version of Fantasmic, which is, is on the lagoon there, or yeah. was, because it's stopped now. I mean, that was whole next level. So there are Same. things they could do to refresh it, definitely. Yeah, with yeah. California as well, they've got a slightly better version of Fantasmic as well. So I'm wondering whether it's possibly due a refurb. I'm going to go the other route because actually, I actually would say that the the Tokyo version has just been retired and the California one is is not as good as the one that is in Hollywood Studios because it's just not as massive a production. Mm-hmm. I think because it's a smaller space for where they've got it yeah. in California. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's just his personal preference, isn't it? And I think everybody, and I think Peter, you, you're dead right there. I think it possibly is one of those, it's one of those shows that actually people have bought a lot of real sort of resonance with over the years, isn't it? You know, yeah, and, think, and and wouldn't I think like nighttime shows as a whole. Everyone sort of gets to the end of the day, and it's that crescendo is that end of the day, sort of how to finish everything off when you've had illuminations in the past, happily ever after. Um, it'll be interesting what Epcot's next one is after Epcot Forever. Ammonia. Mm. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, it's strange because uh, last week Claire tagged me on something on Twitter because I'm actually on Twitter now. Um, <laughs> but Claire tagged me on something and it, sh- it was somebody posted a, an amazing photograph of the uh, the afternoon parade in Epcot. And you look at it now, how on earth? You actually managed to get a parade round World Showcase in Epcot. Yeah. But what a parade that was. Really was an amazing parade. And possibly, you know, we're looking at we're looking at a rethinking of parades, night times, the whole thing within within all of the parks in this current time. Before we go off on a complete tangent into something very interesting, um, let's yeah. bring us back into um john it's your little mashup cheers lloyd mine's a bit of a it is a total mashup and and actually it's going to involve sort of a reimagining of some space somewhere within 
some part of Walt Disney World. Take Mission Space. Take Space Mountain. And then, since they now own the rights to the Marvel stuff, let's do the Hulk coaster with a space theme into it. And just really go to absolute town on the amount of G's that you feel as you actually go into space. He said, as somebody who just loves roller coasters. John, John, I was joking, but you have actually just stolen my pretty much my concept. Because <laughs> I was thinking Mission Space with the G's you can feel. Yeah. It's very sort of the ride comes right tight on you yeah. and you could just do a little bit of mod. So it feels a little bit more body form tight on you. You could be in Tony Stark's Iron Man suit. Hey, that, now we're going. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Your you testing is, is Iron Army or mm. is whatever you call, what do you call it, Ben? <laughs> what's, what's Iron Man's like other suits called is, is Iron Fleet or something. I forget what it the is. Iron Legion. Iron Legion. You, you're so testing that, out new, new Stark suits. New new Iron Legion Stark suits. You're testing them out, yeah. And so you you basically you feel like you're in the suit because Mission Space is so claustrophobic. You have got the screen right in front of you as if it's you basically your your um your helmet, and then you feel the G's as you as you're flying as Iron Man, either on a mission, you know, in some sort of battle shooting things, or just basically maybe like an experimental flight for it, and you go into outer space and then all sorts of places and really feel those G's in the centrifuge, yeah. Which was pretty yeah pretty much your uh thunder which i've just told a little bit of but yeah it's oh, no, i think it's, it's a great it's a great great ride i love mission space because you, the, the g's you feel a lot of people hate it but i love that aspect of it um not for wimps then oh, no, no <laughs> and, but that's why i wanted to incorporate the, the hulk ride because actually there's not many other coasters that you would actually go on the actual the actual growl of that ride as you're actually propelled through the air at, at Universal, it's it's the most amazing feeling. And if you sit at the back, it I, I can only imagine it would be the nearest that you can actually experience to being in like a, a Grand Prix car and just completely pinned to the back of the seat just from the G-Force. And it's, it's brilliant. Can you just go to Universal and ride the Hulk? Um, this is a ride mashup. All right. I'm I'm retheming it with a space with a space oh, overlay. All right, so it's going to be it's going to be indoors and in space. Space. Nice. It's going to be themed. Do you know? To be honest, any any roller coaster, any thrill ride that I'm I'm down for, it, man. I'm there. Disney don't have an air type ride. Uh, air on towers where they put you flat forward, and you yeah. ride like Superman. That's yeah. great for uh for Iron Man. Yeah. There's one in SeaWorld. Yeah, you've got Manta at SeaWorld, haven't you? Manta at SeaWorld, yeah. For any of our listeners who are uh, confined to the UK for this summer, I would heartily recommend uh, Flamingoland, which is only this is only half an hour's drive away from my house. But it's it's got some of the most amazing rides and some of the most amazing coasters and What does it? Yeah. Oh, I'll need to come visit. It's got a zoo as well, but it's worth going just for the coasters. Are you getting commission? No, I'm not, but I just thought it's worth mentioning because it might be the only place I can go and get my sort of fix of uh, roller coasters this year. (laughs) 
Now for the competitive amongst you, we dive headfirst into the third scrum down of our knockout series. There are some big decisions to be made today, and I feel some really controversial nominees are in play as well. I've got my predictions, and I'm genuinely excited to jump into the birthday party edition of It's a Disney Knockout. and it's basically everything that we'd need for a really good first birthday slash first anniversary party. So we'll kick off with some music. It'll add some nice ambience to the background and really give us a beat to kick off our first birthday slash anniversary party. So beat being the word, we have a certain theme emerging. So let's kick off with the Tam Tam Drummers of Harambe, Animal Kingdom. The Jamitas at Epcot, those musical bin men. We have Matsuritsa, the Taiko drummers at the Japan Pavilion in Epcot World Showcase. And then the last one, to continue with the drumming theme, we have Swatoweo, the Pandora drummers in Pandora Animal Kingdom. You can only pick one. For me, it's the, the African drummers. The drummers of Harambe. Yep. What made them pick everyone else I to the just, post? I just love them. You know, they're always like so full of joy and um, trying to get everyone up to dance. And I just kind of really like the African beat. And I just, I don't know, it's just really, it really just reminds me of Animal Kingdom. Yeah. And that's what like makes me think of Animal Kingdom. And that's my favourite park. So. Yeah, they're, they're definitely a very, very prominent feature in Animal Kingdom. Yeah. They are synonymous with it. Other musical features um they might kind of get lost you, you kind of got to search your memories a little bit when you think of a park to find them but the harambe drummers are, are you know are right there as soon as you think of, of animal kingdom yep. right so we've got one vote for them uh claire looked very sure about something so i'm going to go to peter first <laughs> <laughs> the jaminators the jaminators they are Epcot. very varied in what they do they they got different styles. They move around more. They they just yeah just the top. They're just the top. What what was that stage show called with the, all the people playing drums that went on tour? Yeah, I'm trying to Stomp. think because that's what I was just thinking about. Yeah, Stomp. Yeah. Stomp. Thank you, Jill. Stomp. Stomp. Yeah. So they're basically like a small version of Stomp, aren't they? The Jamitas. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So one for Jamitas from Peter. Let's go to let's go put Claire out of her misery. Claire. <laughs> um, as much as I like the stickers that the Jamitas give out, uh, I will be going for also the Harambe drummers. Um, I absolutely love them. Uh, and there's a couple of cast members that just have me in stitches. So much so that I believe um, there may be a video that my son holds of me being roped into joining in uh, a couple oh, of years we ago. Need to see that. <laughs> you totally don't because I was mortified what had happened so the toilets that are right there next to that where they where they um do their thing I'd been to take Millie to Lou and we came out and I was laughing at some other people who were joining in and that's just 
fatal and uh yeah i was given absolutely zero choice by the amazing guy at the front who just basically grabbed me and i it told me i was going up to join in and uh yeah my my lovely son filmed the whole thing so um <laughs> as a uh, Ben, you live close Morgan? to Claire, don't you? You can figure out when she's not there. And go around and uh, speak to Morg. It was the most mortifying moment of Morg, the whole message us. <laughs> um, it was horrific, but I, yeah, it was so much. It was. I just loved laughing at other people, so I suppose I got my, uh, I got my comeuppance there. But love it, love them. Excellent, um, Ben. Yours. Ooh, can't decide. Um, we saw the Pandora ones for the first time last November, and it was amazing. I, I think there's something about drumming in Animal Kingdom. It just sounds alright. It just suits the park. It's just yeah, adds to the atmosphere. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go to Pandora. I've got a video, so I'll put that on the show notes. It's it's quite a spectacular um, set they've got as well in Pandora mm. for their drumming. So it just looks visually amazing as well. It's so interactive as well as they get all the kids to join in as well and like the call to the banshee and it's really good. Yeah, cool. Right, so we've got one for the Swartoway Pandora drummers. Um, John? Oh, I'm really stuck here because actually with my youngest son being a drummer, he gets an awful lot out of every single one of these. Um, and I'd love to, I'd love to actually just turn around to him and give him my vote, but I won't, I won't simply because simply because it'll keep the competition fair, won't it? Um, I find it really difficult because actually the Japanese drummers and the actual, the whole ritual of of that whole show is is amazing and I I really want to vote for that the tam tam drummers and the natural sort of fluidity of 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 their show the Pandora one as well but I'm I'm going to go with Peter I'm going to go with the the I'm going to go with the Jamitas simply because it's on the hoof and actually as a drummer it's that whole natural it's not a show it's it's just natural drumming and it's natural it doesn't matter what they're playing. And, and and that really holds me in in sort of admiration as to, you know, they just turn up somewhere and yet they're playing the, the top end of a of a bin. I've seen them before playing plastic um plastic uh, tubs just as a just as a, a different sort of a side to, to what they're doing. And I I've I've got to go with them because I think it's just yeah, it's it's natural drumming at its best. Thanks, John. Let's go, Jill. Yeah, I am going to go with the Jamitas as well. Um, partly, I think, because there are some areas of Future World, at least last time I went there, that are kind of just vast swathes of concrete and not particularly interesting in themselves, particularly if you're hanging out waiting for a certain person to come off a ride because you're not doing them. So to have something like that to to liven the area up and give you something to join in with and have fun with, yeah, I think they're just a blast of pure fun. Right. So we're left two votes to go. Mine is kind of consequential, really, because my vote goes for the um, Taiko drummers in Japan at uh, Pavilion in Epcot. I think they're fantastic. I use the word authentic, and I understand the Tam Tam drummers of Rambay are as well, 
I just I love the whole drumming ceremony from start to finish. I love the Japan Pavilion in Epcot. It's it's almost like a nice um, haven of peace as well there as well. And then you've got this drumming that starts as well to get you back into moving through through World Showcase again. So that's that's my vote there. Let's anyone, go to the silent assassin, Becca. So long. <laughs> silent assassin. Is that my new nickname, Lloyd? Um, the Harambe drummers, because they're one of the only ones that I will actually, if I see them, I'll stop and watch and listen to them. I'll tend to just walk past the others if they're playing, not because they're not any good, but because they don't quite grab my attention as much as the Harambe drummers do. Do you think they grab a huge crowd because they're by the bathrooms? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. It's a crossroads, yeah, everyone's, isn't it? Everyone's waiting for someone. And... Good entertainment. Why yeah. waiting for people? I thought this was going to happen. That's why I left Becca till after me. So we've got a tie. Host is chair and therefore your vote carries. Well, Be like Lane I'll Goodman. My, my, my vote would go for Drummers of Arambe, but in sort of um, Noel Edmondsy style. Let's see what Ben would have done anyway. <laughs> Where would your vote go? It's got to be Harambe. It's Animal Kingdom. We now have music for our first anniversary slash first birthday party, which is the Harambe Drummers. So now we go into round two. And this round, we're finding singers for our first anniversary slash first birthday party. So four nominees again. First one, Mariachi Cobre, Mexico Pavilion, Epcot, the Dapper Dans. Guardians of the Galaxy, Awesome Mix Live. Voices of Liberty, Epcot. I'm hoping, I'm hoping there's a slight... One may not be the same as the others, oh, but I'm hoping there's at least three now. tough ones. You really are mean, I tried to be, <laughs> to be for our, our anniversary slash birthday party. I'm just glad you didn't go to Disney on Broadway, because that would have been even more difficult to choose. I can add a fifth one. No, let's keep it for four for now. So um, I'll go to you, Ben, to start with. Oh, God. Um, we've seen Guardians. We've never heard Voices of Liberty, but I have seen them on YouTube. Um, can't beat classic of Dapper Dan's. I'm going to go for Voices of Liberty. Yeah. Right. Thank you very much. Um, I'm going to go to Jill next. Oh, I'm really torn here. Um, I think just because there's a whole aspect of performance and fun and jollity uh, that would suit a party, I will go with the Dapper Dans. But it was a tough one because Voices of Liberty are utterly amazing. But I think Dapper Dans just have that extra element of fun. I thought you were going to go for Voices of Liberty. (laughs) That's why I went to you next. I thought there would be two ahead and it would make it interesting. But, uh, yeah, so you're a little, little bit surprised they're going for the Dapper Dance. Let's go, John. What a difficult choice. And I've got to say, I'm really, really torn because I really, I've got to say, I, I love the music from Mexico. I love the Dapper Dance for what they do. But I've got to say, every single time I watch Voices of Liberty, it held, it's just held me spellbound from minute one until the moment that they finish and the range of different music that they choose to sing, irrespective of the cast members who turn up for that particular show, they are consistently just incredible. And and I know that the acoustics within the building are brilliant, but 
it's their voices. And you could just sit and listen and just absorb everything that they sing to you forever. You really could. So that's my vote for this one. Thanks, John. Let's go to Claire. Claire looks ready now. Uh, I could be absolutely no more ready than (laughs) I just uh, I'm traumatized. The fact that you're actually making me try and choose between this. Um, (laughs) Let's get your own back time. So um, uh, I'm stuck between Voices of Liberty and Dapper Dan's um, the same as I think a few other people. And I'm desperately trying to reason in my mind, which I would choose. So, yeah, Dapper Dan's amazing. I love barbershop music. It makes me laugh so much. And it really has a place in my heart from, you know, my fr- when I was a kid and uh, some of my friends were in the barbershop quartet. And yeah, I just love the whole thing. Um, but Voices of Liberty is like my dream job. And uh, when we were there last year, we listened and... Millie went and had a had a chat with one of the girls, Lindsay, and she was just amazing and just they're so generous with their time after their show as well. Um, the only thing I find difficult is when they sing um, the American National Anthem and everyone stands up and we, we don't. Um, that's a bit awkward, but uh, I'm, I'm respectful, just uh, not in the same way as the Americans in the room. So um, I am going to go Voices of Liberty. I think it's it's one of those things that I will intentionally focus my day around and uh, aim to be in the American Adventure at that time of day. Whereas Dapper Dan's, if I come across them, I'll stop and listen. Um, but I, I don't I don't focus my day around it. So yeah, voices of liberty for me. Thanks, Claire. Um, yeah, quite. I'm a little bit surprised with the way this this round's going so far. We will go to Sammy next. So I am going to choose the Dapper Dans. I just think they're so fun uh, and they're definitely the ones you want to have at a party, I would say. Um, Voices of Liberty are great, um, but the Dapper Dans are much more um, entertaining to me personally. And people pay a lot of money to get a private performance from the Dapper Dans. So if we can get it for free, (laughs) I say we jump on the chance. Thanks, Sammy. Uh, let's go to let's go to me next, because then it'll make it a bit more interesting again at the end of the round. Because my vote is going for Mariachi Cobre. That's Epcot. I'd love the other acts. I really do. I don't know. Since I was a latecomer to Coco, I got onto it well past well past the party, and um, I loved it. I thought it was a really really magical film. Um, I love the music in it. And I like the songs they currently they've currently brought into their repertoire, um, which just makes it a little bit more difficult now for everybody else at the end of this. So we'll go to uh, Becca next. Um, I'm gonna go for the one that I would most like to listen to in general, not just at a party. Um, and that's probably gonna be the Guardians of the Galaxy one. On an everyday walking down the street, I'm gonna put Guardians on the music from Guardians on before I put Dapper Dan's or Voices of Liberty on. Hey. The only issue I have with it is there was no Huey Lewis hey. in the news, but you know, you can't. <laughs> 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 
There's no there's no echo in the bunny man and there's no the no. alarm. There's none of all the music I bought and listened to and went to gigs Did and all that. Jive Bunny. To me though, you can listen to like my thinking was you can listen to those eighty songs like anytime, do you know what I mean? Whereas the like playlist on Spotify is awesome. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Whereas our kind of Dapper Dans and Voice of Liberty and, and the Mariachi band are very specific like things to go and experience. I mean, if you actually had your actual Star Lord, <gasps> it's the same one you'd meet in Hollywood studios. <laughs> that isn't Chris Brown. No, he got a good singing voice there. Yeah, saying the best thing from that. If you ever get a chance to watch it on YouTube, was Gamora just her she attitude to the whole show. Really good. Spot on point. That's made it still interesting, still Becca. Um, as we go to Peter. Well, if I had my way, I'd have Yeehaw Bob, but he's <laughs> but, but but he's not on the list. So I I go with Voice of Liberty. As John said, they they have a nice variety. They sound beautiful. Also, they are the sort of thing that you can dipping and out of at a party you can be talking to pe- people and they they have a lovely sound in the background but when you decide to go and actually watch them they are really really good and that's my vote that puts voices of liberty through to the uh, next round i'm quite surprised there i thought we'd get a couple of votes but i didn't think it would uh would get a, ma- a majority so that's uh that's interesting, but yeah, great. They are a great, great group of voices there. So next round, um, because we need we need a centerpiece for our uh, for our buffet buffet table at the party, and the centerpieces are quite grand. So we have Cinderella's castle, we have Spaceship Earth, we have the Tree of Life, and we have the Chinese Theatre. And there is no honourable mention whatsoever for Mickey's sorcerer's hat. <laughs> I was going to vote for that. I was going to vote for the hat. Are they made of cardboard? <laughs> I think we should. I thought Lindsay Lohan was going to be the centrepiece. <laughs> That's the after dark party. <laughs> so is the Cinderella castle made of Lego or is it the actual one? These, these, these are real ones. Mm, okay. I think this. I, again, I've got a prediction that this is this is going to be. A complete clean sweep for one of them, but I might be surprised. Let's see. We'll go to Jill to begin with. Okay. Well, I'm going to go for the Tree of Life simply because I've never got up close enough to it to really see all the detail, all the different animals and things carved into it. And because I'm spectacularly useless at talking to people at parties, I could uh, spend a happy half an hour just with a glass of wine, just uh, pouring over every detail of the uh, the tree of life awesome um yeah it is i was watching um a little bit about it on the imagineering uh, story and it is quite quite an impressive piece isn't it with all the uh, the animals on there as well um claire uh for me really simple spaceship earth every day i love castle love the other three well not so much the chinese theater and certainly not the hat uh, but the hat's not there. The hat's not there. <laughs> Good. Forget about the hat. The hat should never have been there. No. Um, but no, Spaceship Earth for me is absolutely iconic. It's the thing that I remember going seeing as a child when we went. Uh, for me, it's yeah, every day. Spaceship Earth. 
I want to paint a wall in Spaceship Earth pattern. I just haven't quite worked out how I'm going to do that from work. Becca, what about you? Um, Cinderella Castle. It's the only building in the world that makes me cry. The real and the Lego one. Yep. Especially when the... um... When I break it. (laughs) Um, Especially when the wall ornaments fall on it and break it. Actually, that makes me laugh. (laughs) Makes me cry. (laughs) Uh, Sammy, what's yours? I can see you welling up. I can't, I can't choose between Cinderella Castle and the Tree of Life. I just keep going back and forth. Unfortunately, the nature of um, It's a Disney Knockout is you have to choose one. Lloyd, I'm actually aware of the rules. (laughs) 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 But I'm having bother. Okay. Um, What is you, you tell me yours first. I'm the host, <laughs> and I haven't decided. <laughs> right, I'm going to go for Spaceship Earth because I think it's a great building. It looks fantastic. You could get lost in the intricacies of the facets, but also at the end of the party, it would make a great piñata. Judy Dench comes spilling out. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah, especially Perth. Right, cool. Um, John. Dead airspace actually means nothing within a podcast, doesn't it, Lloyd? And actually, <laughs> this is this is such a this is such a tough choice. And actually, I'll go back to what Jill said because actually, the, the detailing within the tree of life is the most incredible. And to take, you could actually take a whole day with Animal Kingdom just to just to go and explore, even without with the um, the lovely the lovely ride within it that uh, feels your backside and and so on. Um, I, I really I can't choose, and and I would love to choose Spaceship Earth because I love Epcot with all my heart, but I'm also with Becca. It's it's the castle. How can how can a building make you feel that way? And I and I know we spoke earlier in the show about that sort of that walking back into Magic Kingdom again. Whenever I walk out of that place, that last lingering look over my shoulder, back at a castle that's just lit up, and you're not knowing when you're going back again, it, it breaks my heart. So it's gonna have it's gonna have to be it's gonna have to be the castle. Ben next for his vote. Oh, this is difficult. Um, yes, I probably would discount the hat being there, but um, I'm gonna go for Spaceship Earth. Spaceship Earth. Yeah, I, I think it looks great at night. It's difficult to choose between all four. I'd probably discount Chinese Sailor straight away, but yeah, Spaceship Earth at night. That walk out of Epcot. You've watched Illuminations or Epcot forever. And you have the music and you sort of just walk past Spaceship Earth all lit up. And it's like on the um, floor, it's all sort of lit up as well. Oh, it was. Oh, it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Thanks, Ben. Sammy. So it was very hard for me <laughs> between my favourite park, Animal Kingdoms to your life and Cinderella Castle. But John swayed me. Um, I totally agree with everything John said. Uh 
how can a building make you feel such a way? Um, so it has to be Cinderella Castle. Cool. Right, so my vote to go. And at the moment, we're three Cinderella Castle, three Spaceship Earth, one Tree of Life, sorry, Jill, mm-hmm. and no one for the Chinese theatre. Now, when I started going to Disney when I was only very young, I, used to, I loved Hollywood Studios, and the Chinese theatre meant a really a day that I could really sort of get on board with. Um, I love the rides there. Star Tours being, you know, one of my favorite rides, Disney rides ever, really. However, I'm not going for that. This building just makes me feel, when I see it, whether it's the start of the day or the end of the day, whatever's happening with it, it just, it just makes me feel all these different emotions and all of them good. It really brings back some memories of being there with me, mum and dad. My mum and dad are both young and, um, Seeing the green lasers shone onto Spaceship Earth as we were leaving of a night, it just—I'll never forget that feeling with all my, with my mum, my dad, and my brother. And I just every time I see Spaceship Earth, it takes me right back there. So Spaceship Earth is my vote, which gives it the win by one. Wow! Wow! I'm surprised. I wouldn't I'm have, I thought Cinderella's castle was going to get a clean sweep. <laughs> can't take a bad photo of spaceship earth it doesn't matter time of day type of weather yeah. it does, every photo you take is amazing from every angle and, and there's yeah. not normally a crane near it sort of putting on lights when I, I used to do a little bit of flying back in my early 20s over florida i used to fly up kiss me airport and i used to use epcot spaceship earth as my wayfinder on the way back if i wanted mm-hmm. to be a bit lazy because i just aim for spaceship earth and hang a right and it was brilliant <laughs> see it one time, miles it was fantastic one time he went and they changed spaceship earth into um mike was that mike was out yeah they did yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. was great yeah. didn't they do the death star the other year yeah they did. Yes. Yeah. yes yes that's cool so spaceship earth goes through as our centerpiece for our first birthday slash anniversary so we've all had a few drinks we feel like we'd like to watch a bit of entertainment now something that might make us laugh Something that's got a um, little bit of comedy running through it. So, round four. We start off our entertainment with Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor. Muppet Vision 3D. Journey into Imagination with Figment. Or Canada with Martin Short. <laughs> <laughs> or all different types of funny. Easy. Yeah, right. This is going to be an easy. I thought this is. I thought this would wrap it up quite nicely because it'd be an easy one. So, uh, Sammy, let's go for you. Monsters and glass floor. Oh right, I, I, I am. I'm surprised. Then. Hey, what? <laughs> it's not going to go the way I thought. I'll, I'll see you at the end. Uh, Peter. Figment. Figment. Journey to imagination with figments. You do, have, you do have one of the pythons on that, so that's. It's, it's, yeah. It's going to have. You know, be quite funny. Funny ride. Uh, Becca, what's yours? I'm not saving you till last on this one. Um, Figment, I can't stand Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor or Muppets Vision 3D and I've no. never seen that Canada. So. <laughs> I know. All right. Claire? Uh, I also can't stand Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor. And I don't mind Muppet Vision, but actually I'm going to go... Uh, against the grain. I actually really like the Canada film with Martin Short. 
it really makes me giggle and I know guys, he's gone but I think it's hysterical so you I'm guys going have more sense of humor man Martin Short's an absolute genius so I'm, I'm going Canada John having repeatedly dissed Martin Short in previous episodes of the show <laughs> not realizing that Claire's got a thing for him <laughs> not like that oh yeah yeah not like sure, Claire. Tom Holland yeah, you see all these all these times that I've mentioned about Martin. I know, Short. and wasn't I polite not contradicting Canada, you? Kind of being one Martin short of a narrator and things like that. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 do you know something, Lloyd? I've actually found this possibly more impossible than any other round. I love Monsters, Inc. Laugh Law purely for the fact that I am very regularly get chosen as, as that guy. I don't know why, but I get chosen. I love the Muppets. And I also love Figment, and I also love the nods towards the Dreamfinder, and also the fact that there's still that photo of Robin Williams within within the ride as well. However, it's not really very funny. Um, I'm going to go with the Muppets. Ben, what's your vote? Oh, that's a difficult one. Um, not seen Canada one, um, but out of them, I'm probably going to go for the Muppets. It's one I, we don't do very often. I think we've only done it once, maybe twice. Um, but no, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I think The Muppets is underused by Disney. I think there's a lot more they could do, as we've spoken before in the parks, what they could do. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go for The Muppets. Uh, Jill, what's your vote? Yeah, I mean, I was tempted by the uh, Monsters, Inc. laugh floor purely on the basis of it having the most unintentionally hilarious acronym in Walt Disney World. But um, no, I am going to go for the Muppets because I love a bit of Muppety action. And uh, you've got all the, the great characters there. And of course, my favorite bit which is uh, Sam's salute to all nations, but mostly America, makes me laugh like a drain every time. So, yeah, I'm going with the Muppets. My vote, last vote. Oh, Canada, <laughs> do you know what? I, I have enjoyed it when I watched it. I, I've watched um, Canada, Canada Far and Wide, the new one on YouTube since, and they haven't even really tried to be funny. They've got two comedians, uh, Eugene Levy and... Um, what was Kevin McAllister's mum? What's she called? Um, I think we'd be better just plug in the fact that Eugene Levy came from, was it American Pie? And yeah. Then, and and uh, Kevin McAllister's mum as well. <laughs> don't be really knows who they are when you get but, into there. You go, oh, is he from American Pie? The thing which surprised me is, that the thing at the moment is they're both in like a comedy and um, – even despite that, they, they didn't really try and write a comedy script for the new Canada film. They tried to make it a bit more sincere, which um, was surprising to me. It's nice, though. It was a nice little video. My vote goes with Muppet Vision 3D, though. And, you know, all the comments you made, it's true. Just, it's just pure good-hearted fun and silliness. And, yeah, it makes me laugh every time. Just like something that just catches me funny. I, lo I love it to bits. So Muppet Vision 3D goes through we've got the tam tam drummers of harambe and we've got voices of liberty i'm not going to give you too long to think about it i'm happy to go sammy mm. go yep um harambe drummers definitely for me harambe um jill voices of liberty all day long uh peter 
Voices of Liberty. Um, Claire. Oh, I'm traumatised. Uh, Voices of Liberty. Ooh. Oh, it's a difficult one. Um, drums or music? Voices of Liberty. John. I've got to go with Voices of Liberty. I'd go for the Rambay drummers. Um, Becca, where's your I'm going for the Rambay drummers as well. Right, so it, it rallied at the end. However, <laughs> yeah. it's still five to three for Voices of Liberty. Dang. Right, second semi-final. Spaceship Earth versus Muppet Vision 3D. That's just, I never thought I'd be asking that. <laughs> Peter. Muppet Vision 3D. Okay. Uh, ben. That's an easy one. And Spaceship Earth. John. I could never vote against Spaceship Earth. Claire. Spaceship Earth. Sammy. Muppet Vision. Becca. Spaceship Earth. Jill. Spaceship Earth. Uh, I'm going to go with Spaceship Earth. So... We have Spaceship Earth going through. Maybe we can compromise and have one of the Muppets as the new narrator for Spaceship Earth. (laughs) (laughs) Sam Eagle. Sam Eagle will work Just have Gonzo. Gonzo and Rizzo. Sam Eagle has the same initials though, doesn't he? Yes, yes he does. Yes, he does. So, the final. Spaceship Earth versus (laughs) Voices of Liberty. Uh, we'll, We'll go... Gil, to start with. Spaceship Earth. John. Um, I find it really amazing that we're talking about two places that are basically opposite each other within Epcot, and 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 from the whole of the the whole of the list that we started with tonight, I think that really does show what a powerful experience Epcot has been. Um. And I love Voices of Liberty. I really do have a a real affinity there, but I've got to go with Spaceship Earth. Becca. Spaceship Earth. Spaceship Earth. Uh, Peter. On that choice, Spaceship Earth. Claire. Uh, uh, Spaceship Earth. I feel like a traitor to Voices of Liberty. <laughs> no, you are a traitor to Voices of Liberty. It hasn't even got any votes. It'll be crying itself to sleep tonight. No, I feel exactly the same, Claire. My heart is wrenched. At the yeah, yeah. Same here. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Uh, ben. Spaceship Earth. Spaceship Earth. I know who's left. <laughs> Sadly, <laughs> where are you going? <laughs> Spaceship Earth. Spaceship Earth. And the clean sweep is Space Your Birth. Yeah, the night. Do you know something like that's a, well, the third time we've done that as a as a knockout, a Disney knockout, and it becomes more and more difficult. Each one of each part of that becomes more difficult to actually choose. This is you know I hope people I hope people who are listening on the podcast are making their own choices and probably disagreeing with us. But but Definitely. it's really good fun now, and you know, 
I've been set so many conundrums tonight, and I don't know. It's been it's been really really brilliant fun once again. Yeah. There's some real you you really did well there, Lloyd, tonight because there was some absolutely amazing ones to try and choose between. <laughs> Thanks. I tried to be a I tried to be a little bit evil. Yeah. When I was putting it together. Yeah. So so yeah. we're now we're now we're now firmly just passing and passing that. Passing that across to Sammy. <laughs> I mean, I really want to shake it up and do Universal stuff, but I mean, <laughs> it's a Disney knockout. I know. Now it's the part of the show where we send a collective waffle hug and an out of sync, well wishing phrase to some of our listeners. It's Mickey Mentions time. couple haven't been together quite as long as myself and Tom Holland but we want to wish a happy seventh anniversary to our very own Ben and Becca their anniversary is on the 15th of June and everyone let's wish them a happy anniversary happy Happy anniversary anniversary. thanks guys our second Mickey mention this month is a very special one to our fellow wafflers, Jill and Peter. The 17th of June is their 25th wedding anniversary. So a fantastic happy anniversary to both of you and congratulations. Congrats. Congratulations. No, no one was interested. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. See, I just want to wish my dad a happy birthday on the 2nd of June. He'll be turning 60. So happy birthday, dad. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Our next Mickey mention is for my sister, Emma, who turned 22 on the 5th of June. So have a happy birthday. Sorry, I'm not going to be able to see you. Happy birthday. Right, I have a Mickey mention. And it's for Dan, who is the husband of our own wonderful Claire. And his birthday is on the 29th of June. And he's obviously shy because he's not said how old he is. That's fine. <laughs> he's and not I won't ask Claire. He's not 60 yet. <laughs> Somewhere in between 23 and 23. Happy birthday, Dan. And our final Mickey mention this month is a little bit of a Mickey Waffle birthday surprise for one of our fellow wafflers. And actually, he's the host of our show tonight. Now, I've been awarded the dubious responsibility of sharing a little bit of news with with Lloyd. Now, a couple of shows back, our Lindsay Lohan-loving Lloyd promised that he would do a cookery show with Peter. And it was recorded for YouTube. And fair play to Peter. Uh, hats off to you because you both went away and did it Lloyd this is a moment I'm not sure whether you knew all along or not and actually if you'd recorded this in the middle of the show I'm not sure if we'd have got the show completed you know what's coming next mate (laughs) (laughs) yeah that show where you 
sort of slurred and Lindsay Lohan and Lindsay Lohan loved Lloyd and etc. And you didn't really commit to doing a cookery show at all, but you've done it. So thank you very much, Lloyd, because actually Peter and you are going to become YouTube greatest hits. Sensations. Well, as Jill and Peter are now dancing on the tables, Claire is cuddling an empty bottle of gin, John has his golf trousers on his head, Ben has knocked over his Lego Cinderella's castle, Becca is somehow wearing a poncho, and Sammy is inexplicably understandable without subtitles, I think the party has come to its natural end. But don't leave me to tidy up on my own just yet. You can find our waffling at the following hip locations. Yes, I'm with it. I know all about social media. On Instagram and Twitter, we are at GB Mickey Waffle. YouTube, we are The Great British Mickey Waffle. Or you can find out more about our podcast at www.themickeywaffle.com. And our podcast is available through all good podcast providers. So, as I pop the last balloon and I turn the lights off, all that is left to stay is... Take care. Stay safe. And... What's up?